Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Twenty Up Podcast. How you doing, honey? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing good. So, um, how was your week? My week was good. How was your week? It, it was good. It was good. I was just kind of thinking through because we made it through Valentine's Day. You know, uh-huh. we didn't go out on Valentine's Day. We went out the night before, night day after. Is that the what day we after? Yeah. yeah. It, we we actually went to a different restaurant. You know. We did. We went to a really great restaurant. Yeah, it was the uh, Blue Crab. The Blue Crab, yeah. Yeah, it was. Re- it was really good. It was. Uh, it's kind of our vibe, you know. Not very. Uh, uh, I don't want to say bougie, but not very. Not an upscale. Yeah. Seafood restaurant, but it was really good seafood. But it was excellent seafood. Yeah, good crab, uh, crab cakes, crab. Uh, yeah, crab cakes and yeah. shrimp and all the stuff. Love the atmosphere. Yeah, you know. It's very yeah, cool. very homey. Yeah. Um, privately owned by a little little old couple. They're just super sweet, and um, it was it was really yeah. a lot of fun. We had a good night. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, the uh, one of the owners made uh, the dessert that we had. Yeah, it was some kind of uh, lava, amazing chocolate cake thing. That yeah. was we we weren't taking it home. We we were so full from dinner we couldn't eat dessert yes. there, so we brought it home. But yeah. it was really good cake. So if you're living here, in, if you live here in Jacksonville or in this Mandarin St. John's County area kind of where we live um you know or just anywhere close to stay, uh, to San Jose yeah <laughs> you, need, you need to try it it's, yeah, it's fantastic yeah. food just google uh blue crab um and they will uh they will take care of you this really really good and they're not paying us for this <laughs> you know and so that's how good it is so so we made it through the Super Bowl Valentine's Day and um and what we're calling it you know it's really cold in the, in the morning and it's really hot in the afternoon yeah, yeah. Northern Florida spring is yep. what this is. So. This is how how it operates. Yep. But I'm okay with that now Same. because I like the yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know. But it was almost 80 degrees in the afternoon. It was Saturday, yeah. It was so beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah, my favorite Saturday. time. Yeah. I love that. It was so warm. I agree. I agree. So what are we talking about today? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about trauma. Ooh, trauma. Yes. Um, it's not always a, an easy topic or a fun topic. But I think it's something that every couple goes through. Mm. Um, and the big question is, what broke you? What do you mean? Well, and that's that's kind of the the crux of it all. Like, not everybody knows exactly what that is or what the thing, one thing, may not even be just one thing. But, um, you know, we've all gone through some terrible things uh-huh. or some rough things or oh, whatever yeah. you would categorize in your life as trauma. Some, right. Trauma is different for every person um, and how it affects you differently. Um, and it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to discuss when you meet someone and you fall in love and you, you want to share your life with them. Right. Um, so it's not something you blurt out in your first few dates. Oh, yeah, by the way, I've been through X, Y, Z. You know, how about yeah. you? You know, that's, yeah. that's it's not really how you get to know someone. Yeah, you got you got to build up to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it takes trust, right, to, to unload that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where we're going to go with today and yeah. kind of like share it. a little bit about that. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Yeah. So some people, <clears throat> when they're broken, they mm-hmm. wear their brokenness on their sleeve and they wear it on their outside. Most people, other people carry it on the inside mm. and most people keep it hidden for good reason. Why? Um, well, because you can't operate in your brokenness. When you walk around in your day to day, um in the woe is me kind of brokenness right. that happens, right? You can't function as a human being. So it's almost like you uh, you have to either you're either born with a way to compartmentalize 
uh, those things, those brokenness, those things that hurt in your, you know, in your, you know, you learn how to say, okay, I'm working and I can't think about those things right now. Or, you know, so you learn to compartmentalize them, right? Or, or people, either you know how to or you learn how to. Right. Or you could do... One of the one of the bad things that people do is just stuff it. They don't necessarily compartmentalize, but mm-hmm. they stuff it so deep and bury it mm-hmm. <clears throat> that they just don't ever want to think about it. I, I feel like you're talking from a, from experience. No, no, no. I'm just saying like that happens to <laughs> a lot kidding. of people. No, no, no. I know. They I don't, know, they don't know, even know, realize that they've done well, it. But you, but I just say that because you 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 tend to stuff your 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 madness. I mean, and not like your craziness, but being mad. Great, <laughs> you just called me crazy. Oh, that's yeah. fine. No, 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 no. Like you know, what I'm saying like no, you're being mad or upset. You, my anger. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, I yeah. do. I do t- tend to stuff yeah. my regular emotions. Right. But when it comes to trauma, um, that is not true for me. But it it can be true for some people. Yeah, especially when you don't know how to <clears throat> compartmentalize. When you don't know how to talk about it, and it, especially from like guys, right? Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how to talk about things you went through in your past because. Obviously, we all come from different situations and, and different things, but a lot of things are the same, you know, bullying, you know, getting in your first fight, you know, uh, w- whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And so, but that trauma leads to kind of unpack who you are, good and bad, you know. Yeah. And so, it, so, so I think sometimes for men, it's hard to see the good in your trauma because all you see is the negative aspect of it, you know. Yeah. Um, and the trauma that was caused isn't isn't your fault, you know? Not always. Not no. always. That's a good I mean, point. Yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes we don't realize the yeah. cycle that we're stuck right. in and we perpetuate the cycles. But um, you did say something really important there. Um, the good. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes, most times, we should right. learn something good about ourselves mm-hmm. from our healing in those yeah. situations. Yeah. Um, and grow from that, right? Learn from that, yeah. And those are really important, important I, things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And sometimes, and I love this saying, but I hate this saying. You know, it's that saying that um, you can do hard things. You know, yeah, which is true. You know, you can do hard things, but do you want to do hard mm. things? You know, yeah. It, you know, does that whatever trauma is, does it make you want to do have that want to do attitude of? Because of this trauma, I want to do hard things. Not that you can. We all can. We can all do a lot of things. But do you want to get through that trauma in your head, in your heart, and and move forward and use it um, like we were just talking about for how how is my growth through this trauma? Right. You know? Yeah, because you don't always even recognize mm-hmm. that you need to grow in that area right until you're oftentimes past that season yeah um yeah you know you most times you think you people who are in that kind of situation mm-hmm. often have a victim mentality yeah and it's not a bad or a wrong thing it's just what right. happens what well, so let me just because sometimes us as men when when that happens especially to our wives or to our girlfriends when we're first dating mm-hmm. we don't know how to handle a victim mentality you know, um, because we look at we look at a victim mentality as something really, really bad. Yeah. You know, yes. However, you got a victim mentality is really, really bad. You know, and it's you know, but on the other side of that, we all you know, it's easy to say, oh, they have a victim mentality. They don't, you know, I don't want any part of that. You know, um, which is not okay. You know, if you know if that's your spouse, 
you should want to be a part of that. You yeah. should want to know why you have a victim mentality and how can both of you kind of work together to get, uh, get you know, to, to, gr- to, to grow out of it. Yeah, to help through yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and actually that leads right into the first, the first piece of this that's, uh, we, you need to ask yourself, do you have the patience for other people's broken places? Wow. Because yeah. um, if you're getting ready to be into a relationship or you, you're, you and your spouse are married and you have mm. not yet talked about these things, yeah. you need to ask yourself this question. Yeah. Or has your spouse tried to confide in you mm. and you've shut them down because you don't have this kind of patience? You need, you know, these are something it, you need to self-evaluate. It, is it patience or is it maturity? You know, because some some of us guys, and, and I would say women too, but just speaking from a male point of view, sometimes we don't have the maturity to to understand. You know, like like for example, and this is the extreme. You know, like sexual abuse, right? Mm-hmm. If you know, guys, if your wife in the past has been sexually abused, you know, or was raped, you know, and and that's a traumatic experience that I don't know how anybody can get over mm-hmm. without you know without Jesus and healing and, and counseling, you know. Right. Um, and stuff like that, but realizing, um, the, the effects of that, right. Mm -hmm. And and having the maturity and the patience to walk through that with the person who you're going to love for the rest of your life, you know, and the want to, you know, the maturity is, well, she just doesn't want me because of these things in the past. No, she wants you. She just, she, she wants to have sex with you, you know, uh, but she just physically or mentally can't because it takes her to this place, right? you know? And so, mm-hmm. and so do you mature, do you have enough maturity and enough, not just uh, maturity in your own life, but self-respect for your wife, for your spouse to walk them through that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, respect is huge for your yeah. for your spouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, I would agree that maturity plays a big role in it. Um and I think sometimes that's why um it usually isn't until couples are married a little bit down the road mm-hmm. once they've been married for a little while before they really unpack some of those deep, yeah. deep things. Well, I mean, but like if but let's just be honest. Ladies Men, if you're getting ready to, to embark on a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, that should be as, as you're talking about finances, as you're talking about things, you know, um, are you opening up about those things? Because, ladies, we as men need to know, you know, but you have to set the stage that says, hey, hey, I got to tell you something that happened in my past and I'm still working through and this is how I'm getting help, you know? Sure. And so... um I think there can be a, t- a both and though because mm-hmm. you need to let them know there's been a trauma. This mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. But if you know that your spouse is not in the mature or patient place to to have the discussion yet, yeah. then as long as you inform them but let them know, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we don't have to talk about this right now. I just want you to know. Right. So that there's a knowledge and awareness but at right. the same time – you know, you know, you're not ready to be vulnerable enough and unpack it all and with them in that moment. Right. So it's uh, so like for me, um, and, and I say this very like always use this as kind of a this is why I don't look out at, like laying next to windows, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my mom and I lived in um, uh, just outside of Augusta, South Carolina for a small part of our life, you know, for a short time. And we lived with another um, married couple and their daughter. Um, their daughter was like a junior senior in high school I was like in elementary school and so there was enough room for my mom and I we both had our separate rooms and so 
um, we lived in, it was kind of on the outskirts of a town, right? And so what we, so my mom was, it was her bowling night. And so imagine that, right? So getting ready, so I'm, so our house, the, the, um, the back of our house that we lived in faced like these acres and acres and acres of just woods and forest, right? That's what you think of in of Augusta, South Carolina sometimes, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually Augusta, Georgia, just outside of that, you know? And so we, uh. So I'm getting out of the shower, getting ready for bed. You know, it was a kind of a colder night, you know, South Carolina. And so I'd heard some noise outside, right, um, at the back of our house. But it was normal. You know, you would hear animals. You would hear things, you know. Deer would, would hop over the fence and stuff like that. It was just part of the deal, you know. But so as I'm, um, I'm walking from the bathroom to the room, I, to, to my room in, where I had bunk beds, um, as I'm uh, is I open up the, you know, as I, the door was already open, as I kind of go around the corner, I'm just trying to get people to kind of see it from my point of view. Right. So I'm going around the corner, um, because it's cold out night, there, outside there's the frost, right, mm-hmm. on the window. And all I see is a big white hand, um, and then I see a white face, and then I see a black face, like a, a white, white guy and a black guy looking through my window, scared the holy cow out of me. And I, I started screaming. I was like, oh, my, ah, you know, like, and so the guy, the, the husband, I can't remember his name, but so, um, because as soon as I started screaming, the, those dudes rolled, you know, you could just see them and, and I could see them running through the woods. So the guy grabs his shotgun and fires two shots in the air, you know, stuff like that. We call the cops, you know, like I'm like freaked out, you know, like I'm never going to go to sleep ever in my life, you know, <laughs> ever. Um, and so when the cops get there, they're like, you know. Um, they're like, do you remember what they look like? I was like, no, did they, what they have on? I was like, I didn't see them. All I saw was them running away. It was a, it was a white guy and a black guy. And they're like, well, here's the deal, you know, uh, about a mile, a mile uh, half mile to a mile down the road, a, uh, a, a transport bus carrying, carrying prisoners, um, bro- uh, you know, wrecked and a bunch of prisoners escaped. And so, and I'm like, oh my gosh, so they're going to come back. And they're, and so basically they were just looking for a house to rob, steal or whatever, or, or sleep in, you know, find a place to mm-hmm. hide away until, yeah. And so like that freaked me out, you know, and it took me a long, long time to get over that, yeah. you know? Um, in fact, when I moved from South Carolina to Ohio, um, to live with my grandparents for a while, um, you know, they had a tri-level house, right? A basement, um, uh, main level and then the rooms upstairs, right? Yeah. And so my grandmother was like, hey, which room do you want? I was like, can I have one on the top? <laughs> you know, <laughs> upstairs, upstairs, please. upstairs, please. And so when it snowed, I, I would always like when I'd wake up in the middle of the night having bad dreams, I'd always look out the window to see if people were walking around outside late at night because in the snow you can see footprints and tracks and stuff like that. So, but it took me a while to get over that, you know? Yeah. But now that trauma that I faced in that moment has turned into, you know, over the years has turned into a fight or flight mentality. You know, if I see somebody, you know, looking in our house or if I see somebody trying to break in, you know, they got two options, you know? And so, and none of them in very well for them, you know? So, right. so right. that's just some of the, you know, or, you know, um, there's probably some other trauma I'll think of here in a, in a few minutes, but you know, no, no, absolutely. Um, and that that actually is good because um, the next one kind of talks about comparing your trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you're, in your first example, you used a scenario where the spouse was a victim of rape right. or sexual assault of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then in your personal example, you used 
a childhood trauma where you weren't injured in any way, but it scarred you kind of in an emotional way because you were scared. Yeah. Um, And so if you were to compare those stories, Uh um, not that one is any more traumatic than the other because they both have trauma in their own way, but some people and some couples have a hard time sharing because they feel like one person's been through more trauma than the other. Yeah. Uh, and so you feel uncomfortable or, you know, one, one spouse might feel uncomfortable or discomfort in sharing or, or unable to be more vulnerable because they feel like, well, there's the other spouse has been through more and they don't want to burden them with the smaller traumas that they have. I like that. I like that. You don't want to burden, you don't want to burden your spouse with this, Right. you know, um, or you don't want to burden, you know, oh, that that's, that's small compared to that. Right. Technically, yes, per se, but it still happened to you, and it's still that trauma is still exactly. important. You know, and it, it, well, and it still plays a part in who you are. Yeah, because it has an emotional damage to you. You, you know, like um, like watching my mom um, kind of go through relationships where she was physically abused. Yeah. You know, now listen, I'm not ever going to say a woman deserves to be hit. You know, a woman deserves to have their hand. You know, to be punched like a man. All these other things, right? right? But my mom used to push her boyfriend's buttons, you mm-hmm. know, and they never had the strength to just walk away, get in a car and leave, you right. know. And so th- th- there was one guy my mom dated in South Carolina who he literally said that um, I'll never forget where we lived out in South Carolina mm-hmm. um, was right ne- next to my aunt and uncle, uh, my great aunt and uncle. And um and they they would get drunk and get high and they would start fighting. And this guy was a big dude, you know. He was a really big man. And um, like he would like he would just beat the crap out of her. And then one day I just got up because I was home and I heard it. I'm you know I'm like eight, nine, ten years old. You know I go in there and I try to get this big man off my mom and he like throws me. You know um, like 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 a paper like you know like a you know, like I'm nothing, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then I, I know how to punch anybody, but I tried my best and, you know, hit him. Right. Yeah. Um, and so w- when I did it, like, like he got up and like, he started chasing me. Like he started like walking fast as backing up. And, and, and when he got to my room, he grabbed my baseball bat and chased me out of the house with this baseball bat mm-hmm. and I ran to my aunt and uncles and my uncle Pete who uh, got rest his soul, you know, um, got his, you know, got his gun, you know? Yeah. And by that time this dude was gone, you know? Yeah. But the part that, that really bothers me is my mom never pressed charges. My mom never did anything, you know, yeah. uh, because of her, men- her victim mentality, you know? Right. And so that kind of, tra- so that led to like different things, different scenarios in my life where my mom was, beaten and she would fight like a man <laughs> you know yeah. and um you know where i don't like those situations you know it i can feel it like welling up inside of me when we're around couples or we're around situations where we hear it start to escalate and you can hear it in somebody's voice and you can hear and see where it's starting to go yeah when you their know? body language yeah language changes yeah. and their voice level changes yeah. and you can see the looks they're giving each other with their yeah. eyes yeah. It, it it begins to escalate. And sometimes, I mean, you don't always know if it's going to go there or not. Right. But you can see that sometimes they, they're they used to it going there. Right. So, in, yeah. In, in the scenario of the, of a few guys that were in my mom's life, all went back to some kind of, as guys, they saw their dads when, when their parents would fight, mm-hmm. 
um, get drunk and beat their mom, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying it was a Southern thing because it was, it was more back in those days, it was more prevalent, you know, than it is now because social media and the news and, and thank gosh, women are starting to, you know, not starting to have been for years and years and years starting to take a stand against those things. Right. Yeah. And there's organizations and there's cops who really believe, you know, that domestic violence, happens a lot you know yeah and so they were they saw it and because of their trauma they saw they just thought it was a natural part of life you know and it's not you know so know that that the trauma that ever happened to you is not natural you know it's trauma for a reason right yeah absolutely and i think that um you know like kind of going back to what we started with there was that it <clears throat> it doesn't matter the severity of what actually mm-hmm. happens right because the way we perceive things, especially when it happens when we're a kid, right? Because we don't n- always know the information um, of what really is going on. So, as a child, we're observing something, and we fe- it makes us feel a certain way. Right. So sometimes, even if the situation isn't isn't actually the situation, mm-hmm. but it causes us to feel a certain way, right. that becomes trauma to us because it's what it's. That that feeling that we remember, that emotion right. that has been triggered inside of us. Yeah. So, um, you so know, good. like for you watching your mom get beaten, that mm-hmm. was has had been pretty traumatic for you. Not right. just one occasion, yeah. but throughout your childhood growing yeah. up, that caused a problem for you. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we used to have arguments when we first got married, uh-huh. that that those were reasons why you would. Like, walk away right. and leave, sometimes walk out of the house because yeah. I know you didn't want to go there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even that, but I don't even like arguing, like yelling and screaming, yeah. you know, and stuff. That That's what triggers those memories of, and I would never put my hands mm. on you and, you know, all. No, we've never know. even, yeah. never even yeah. once been in that way. No. But I know that you so much don't want that right. kind of right. life yeah. so that yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. ever do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, are you all right? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Coffee. Okay. Um, but so, um, but so, I, um, I just wrote down safe place, right? Uh-huh. And so it reminded me of, um, in church yesterday, Pastor Jason was really laying out relationships and stuff like that, kind of ending the message of safe, of being a safe place, you know? Yeah. And, and what that's like to, in, in a relationship, what a spouse is supposed to be. A safe place, Absolutely. not like a um, what, what do they call Planet Fitness uh, judgment free zones. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh, those are so, you know, those uh, but are the, so funny. but those safe places, right? Yeah, you know, to share trauma, to to, to unpack those, mm-hmm. there really has to be a connection of safety, and it's not like you said overnight. There has to be steps to to you know for that to happen, right? Yeah, there are you know it it's it's levels, it's like layers, uh-huh. almost like I mean everyone loves cake, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You ever cut open a, uh, like one of those really tall cakes from Publix and you see like all the many layers and there's like, mm. you know, cake icing, cake icing, yeah, yeah. you know, and anyway, those, those are the kind of like, um, there's one called Chantilly Lace. Yeah. It's delicious, y'all. Yeah, it's anyway, yeah. um, when you cut it open and you see all the layers, like, <clears throat> it's just like a relationship. You have, in order for it to turn out the way it's supposed to turn out, they all have to be stacked on top of each other just so. Mm-hmm. And in order to mm-hmm. get, like, if you imagine the trauma conversation or that being like the icing, in order for that icing to sit right on top, all the layers underneath have to be in the right order. So we have to feel safe 
because the cake has to be stacked, otherwise it will fall. Right. Yeah, that's really good. And it, yeah, I yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I I totally agree. Yeah. So what else we got? Um, so this one right here. Um, this kind of we talked a little bit about, it, but we didn't actually say it like this. Um, <clears throat> don't blurt it out. Mm. What does that mean? Um, you know, we when we we're talking about sharing it with your spouse and we just uh-huh. talked about the layers but don't blurt it out because our pain has layers too um and you want um when you feel rejected by your spouse when you're trying to share something with them uh-huh. it can add to your trauma mm. so like i said when we were talking about in the beginning you know when people are getting to know each other you're going through premarital and you're like oh hey by the way i have this thing in my past um it's this thing i'm working through it it's not something we have to talk about now, but this is what it is. Um, letting them know it's there, but you don't want to put it out there too soon. <coughs> right. Um, depending on the, the level or the depth mm-hmm. of it. Um, if you know that they're not in a place or that they're not ready to receive it. Because if they reject it or you mm-hmm. because of that, yeah. um, you're going to feel that rejection. It's going to add to the trauma. Yeah. And, feel, and you're going to feel like, oh, I can't trust anybody now. Yeah. But but the other thing is the setup too. You need to, you know, as you're growing in your relationship, you need to kind of set a tone or set a set an example to say, "Hey, um hey, um, you know, eventually, you know, we need to have a conversation about some things." You yeah. know. And listen, don't leave it that kind of generic because the guy, especially, you know, or the or 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 you know, the person in that relationship that's not that you're saying that to is going to be like, "Whoa, what did I do? You know, what happened? You know, you know, you know." It's okay to say, "Hey, listen, you know, we need to have, I, you know, I really need to get some things off my chest about some things that happened in my past." Yeah. You know, and 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 maybe it's a it's a step one, step two, and then step three, right? Um, or maybe it's a, "Hey, this is what happened." This is, you know, why it happened. You know, maybe it's maybe it's you work backwards from the from the worst of it to how you're dealing with it now. Yeah. You know, um I I like that approach actually. Yeah. That's really good. Here's where I am now. Right. But you know, here's where I, here's where I was, you know, 3 years ago, but yeah. here's where it started. Right. Yeah. Here's what happened. You know, this is how I started to deal with healing from it, and this is where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, but I'm still dealing with this. But I just, as we grow in our relationship, you need to know that, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, you know, and the one thing you said in there um, about sharing it, um, you need to be the kind of listener that you want your spouse to be for mm. you. Yeah, um it's good. And you can do that all the way through, and that comes in every area. Not just with trauma stuff, but with yeah. anything. And if you practice that all the way through, yeah, then they'll be ready and open to listen to you about your trauma whenever you want to share it with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the, another big point is don't when you're when you're listening to them mm-hmm. and they tell you, right? Don't use that opportunity to share yours. Mm. it's not because at that point it turns into a competition and it becomes about you and it's no longer about you sitting and listening to them. That's really good. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So, so be like, you know, if, if you and I were sitting here and you told me the window story yeah. with about the little boy and I'd be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but Hey, guess what happened to me? <laughs> and then I started blah, blah, blah. Right. That's not being a good listener. Right. No, I totally agree. You know, Absolutely. and, and, and I, 
Do you see how much empathy mm-hmm. I had for you in that moment? Yeah. Zero. Absolutely none. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that plays huge into it. So yeah. there you go. Cool. Good stuff, honey. Thank yeah. you. That's really good. I like that. So um, listen, just like our podcast, you know, tell us how much, you know, we're, uh, if we're helping, if we're not, you know, I don't know, give us some feedback. I love feedback. Thank you for all those who give us feedback. So uh, anyways, have a great week and uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Next week. Next week. Same time, same place.